everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. I have a blown out eardrum from Matt Sodacan. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm Root Beer. I'm James. Like, Hi, right... James. Hi, James. Like, right before I hit record, Matt's like, hang on, I gotta get a beverage. And just... But was that beverage a Root Beer? It was a Dr. Pepper. Oh, not quite. That is the correct soda. It's, uh... I actually don't think it is. I think Coke Zero is the correct soda, but I'm not gonna. I'm not here to argue about which soda is. I, I will literally fight you on this next time I see you. Yeah, and you would literally be wrong. Yeah, whatever, oh whatever you want. <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, thanks to our uh, patrons at patreon.com slash nexus at night and uh, $10 patrons like uh, like uh, Cole and Nate, who, uh, who help support the show. But uh, today, and if James is here, you probably know what we're talking about. It's that uh, a almost infinite loop was discovered. Um, that ended up not being a thing. No, it like, is an infinite loop. People were wanting it to be a thing for different reasons. Oh, but, like, it, it sucks. It actually yeah. sucks. It, oh, yes. It doesn't do anything, which is kind of the problem, right? Yeah, but... Let's talk about what it actually is first. Yeah, okay. let's explain what it is. Okay, so... Before we talk about what it is. Um, James, you want to read the, the card in question here, the grade three? Oh, I don't... Have it. Okay. Um, All right. I got it if no one else does. But, I mean, so. there's only one line that we're actually analyzing today. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this card is uh, Cephalath Aider Shin Malkuth Malek. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Sure. No. Okay. So. No. <laughs> no. What is it then? Uh, the first word is Shin. I said Shin. Shin Malkuth Malek. Okay, never mind. I heard it wrong. Okay. But this, you know, but you know what Shin means? No. It literally means a new Malkuth Malek. Oh. It's the new Malkuth Malek. The name's hilarious. Okay. It's yeah. like it's like tacking the word it's like tacking the word Neo in front of Neo in front of something. That's essentially Shin. That makes sense. Um, but uh. It's got a whole bunch of effects, which we'll, we'll read the whole thing when uh, it comes time for the set review of Clan Selection Plus. But the important thing, it's that uh, continuous on Vanguard Circle, all of your units on R with a protect marker cannot be retired by any player's card effects. Now, uh, that means that protect 2 has protection of your stuff from being killed by, like, oh, Kagero, or whatever, but... Protection, uh, protection from retire, yeah. for those who get that. Yeah, but the thing that um, everyone immediately thought of was uh, Giant Deity of Distant World Valkyrian, who has an ability that says, when on a non-astral plane circle, retire this unit. Mm. First cards mm. I thought of were the Aidroids, because that's clearly what they're meant to be used with, but sure. Right. But that's not what people think of, because this is a card game community, and people aren't going to follow the lines that they've drawn for us. Um, so, everyone thought, hey, I could put Valkyrian, which is a Cray Elemental, onto a Protect 2 marker while I have this uh, Malak Malek on Vanguard Circle... And now I have a 70k beat stick uh, with drive checks that go into soul. 
So mm-hmm. that pretty good. ended up not oh. being a thing, and who wants to explain why? So, do we want to get into like the rules of how uh, skills work? Yes, because sure. people are so, dumb. <laughs> so, how skills work, especially since this is an auto, is that um, all all auto triggers go off at the same time. Then you choose one to resolve. Then you resolve that. Then you go back to the beginning, pretty much. That's essentially how the cycle works. So when you play this card, so the auto will activate right off the bat. Um, notice the the, the, retire, uh, the self-retire on Valkyrian is an auto. Notice it's not an auto once per turn. Um, so essentially, when you play this card, that auto will continuously trigger. And normally, what happens is it just dies. So once it dies, it gets sent to a new zone. And when it gets sent to a... Pl- a new zone, it essentially resets the card, so now all those triggers are gone. Resets the state of the card, so all those triggers are gone. So you don't have to deal with infinite triggers of this must be retired. But if you have the new Malkuk, uh, what happens is when you play, when you somehow call Valkyrion onto the board, um, what ends up happening is, so there's infinite auto triggers on the, on the stack right now. Like, sorry. I'm playing too much magic. Uh, but there's infinite auto-triggers. So you resolve one auto-trigger. Great. Now you go through resolving the skill. Now you have to go back to the beginning and resolve the rest of them. But you can't resolve infinite triggers like that. So what ends up happening is the game is forever stuck in that loop. So it just goes nowhere. It just goes, becomes a draw. Yes. Uh, so unless you're like a D-bag... And you're like, I'm just gonna play this draw. Is it, does it actually count as a draw, or do you lose if you play this? I, I, well, in a lot of Bouchard events, draws are double losses, right? Yes. So, so you are effectively just losing instinct. the game okay. by playing to make this. your opponent also lose. Yeah, okay. but yeah, it's not like a, I know. You no, know, I, I know in Yu-Gi-Oh, if you make an illegal move, you either can't do it or you lose the game if you make it if you make it infinite loop. In well. Yu-Gi-Oh. In Yu-Gi-Oh, they okay. So for a while, there there's this card called Self Destruct Button, which uh, basically That's end, yeah that ends the game in a tie. So what people would do is there would be that one guy who uh, runs Final Countdown. He gets his game one win, and then he sides in the Self Destruct Button, which then allows him to continuously get ties, which are not double losses; they're ties. Um, oh well, it, what I did. And uh, I'm I'm an offender of this card. Is I played Chainburn and I would side in the self destruct button. Okay, so, same principle then. Like, <laughs> no, there's, there's there's an actual deck that exists and it's like decently consistent where it just it puts you in a situation in Yu-Gi-Oh where your opponent they cannot play any cards or else they activate an infinite loop, so they literally can't do anything. Oh, the situation, I believe. I've never heard yeah. of that one. It's like surprisingly uh, consistent, but I think it, the consistency got hit quite oh. a bit recently. Oh, this is a new thing. Oh. It was the one where it was like, I had to deal with like, I think it was butter. It was like the one where it's like, hey, switch the target of this if if your opponent has like, you know, like something with cards. But anyway, yeah, it would cause an infinite, it would cause an infinite loop because if your opponent played any cards, they would, uh, they would have like more cards or something. So like, Eh, I don't want to. I don't inform her entirely, but yeah, it causes. So, so kind of like with this. But the point of that is that when it would eventually go into time, if someone has an like you know a one zero record, 
it, it the, win, the win is just given to the person who won game one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but in Vanguard, that's not a thing. It's just double loss. Because it's best of one, so. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find the specific ruling around this in the comp rules. Oh. I just you think it's fun. What? You go to um how to resolve skills. Yeah. It, tells, it tells, shows you the loop around it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, so, it's like 8.5.13.1. Situation triggers trigger once when the game meets that situation and is not standby, if the automatic ability resolves and the game is still in that situation, then the ability triggers again. Yeah, pretty much this this, this thing is triggered infinitely, and you can't yep. resolve it infinitely. Yep, so, you know, you're just stuck in this infinite loop, and then, yeah. So, practically speaking, this doesn't work and just results in a tie, but we wanted to talk about this hypothetically, Let's just say it did work. It doesn't, but hypothetically. It's uh, pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? I think a lot of the people who uh, who say this probably are not Angel Feather players. Mm-hmm. Or they don't, they're not as crazy about Angel Feather as I am. Uh, so they thought, the first assumption I think people got wrong is the first assumption is that you can actually call this card from hand, which you can't. How are you going to call a grade 5 when you're on a grade 3 Vanguard? The reason why Genesis could do this is because they had, like, cards cheated out, essentially. Well, that's part of their plan, but, like, yeah, essentially, they cheated out without calling it, naturally. So how do you naturally call Valkyrion? From your hand. Uh, you don't. Yes. You just... So that means, we, that means we have to superior call it from somewhere. And we don't have any superior calls from hand because we're Angel Feather. So, hey, we have, you know, we have Damage Zone. And, of course, we also have Drop Zone because everyone's Grand Blue now. Um, <laughs> so, but here's the problem with that. Problem number one is, uh, problem number one is just, like, the, the available cards to be able to call it from the Damage or the Drop Zone. So, in the damage zone, we have calling from the damage zone. We have we have Metatron. We have um, a Metatron, Armady. Uh, we have uh, Hamiel. Uh, might be missing one more, but those are like the big ones that were relevant. Uh, but the problem with those is that Metatron, you have to be on Metatron, so you're not going to be on the new Malkov. So uh, as soon as you call back here on, he dies. And Hamiel, Hamiel, to get the call skill, you need to be, you need to have a black vanguard. So, um, so that means you're not going to be a Malka. So as soon as you call with Hamiel, it dies. Okay, so let's go to Drop Zone. So Drop Zone, we have, uh, we have Mal- the old Malka, and we also have Raguel. Uh, so if you're on old Malka, you're not on new Malka. So as soon as you call it, it dies. And then, like, if you play uh, Raguel, Raguel, um, Raguel is so Raguel is the only card that can call it from the drop zone. So there's only there's only like two cards, at least that I can remember, that can actually successfully call Valkyrion in Angel Feather, and that's Armady and Raguel, both of which are like pretty dated cards at this point. And then if you even do call Valkyrion, uh, Valkyrion doesn't get his drive checks because he has to be specifically called from hand to get his drive checks. So you have a 70k beater, which is like. 
cool. Probably 75 because you have to have one for tech two. But that's it. You have to not you have to like set him up into the graveyard or into the damage zone, then call him out with two cards in your deck, well four ups in those decks, and then hope he doesn't like nothing happens to him. And yeah, yeah, 70k beater. I mean you could just go for like, you know, like a 65k for critical homiel, but yeah, you can go for a 70k beater. That's fine. Oh no sense on the homiel too. Jesus. <laughs> So you have one card realistically that you can really do this with. Two, mm -hmm. two, but they're two. both very dated cards. So this ha this would have to have like a super huge impact, and they require you to either have them the drop zone or the damage. And it would be a seventy k vanilla beater. Seventy seventy five is protect two. Well, it's my protected, bad. Eighty five because like, of Malkuth skills. True, eighty five. But it's <laughs> also like protect. It's also like protected from everything, which is nice because of new Malkuth. But like this just seems. And correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, maybe maybe an outsider to this, this just seems worse than just playing the Glavrel Casino deck. Exactly. That's why I was like, you might as well, you, you'd rather have a slightly lower power Hamiel, but it's just like no Sentinels and it's going to fucking kill you from anywhere. Yeah, and it has like, you know, 8,000 criticals. Yeah. Like, a deck with two 80k vanilla B. This just sounds like Soul Saver from all the way back at the beginning of the game. I think the closest like comparison for this for Valkyrian would probably be a like weighted up Skull Dragon, but like that deck could do other things because you sacrifice so much by using this card. Yeah, and the, you have it's to like... actively put bad cards to make this card work. Mm -hmm. And then. And then you have, like, three vanilla attacks. I mean, this is, like, vanilla, but it's still, like, a very scary vanilla. But, like, if one damage is still one damage in a deck that can't yeah. multi-attack. The... Now, the, the third effect of Valkyrian, the thing where it, like, gets a drive when you, like, place it and all that stuff. Um, oh, wait, when placed from hand, not even. So, just yeah. Yeah. not going to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. You get, you get nothing. All right. You, you, you lose. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so now for all the people who saw the meme and were like, oh, can I do it? You can't. All right? We're done. I'm out. No. Uh... <laughs> if you could, it's like pretty bad. Not yeah. Better. I don't know. It's just that, like, even if it's just a meme that doesn't work, it still kind of caught my imagination because I'm like, imagine if... Uh, like, but sure, it starts making these Cray Elementals that, like, do not generic stuff. Uh, that's how you get to Zun. That's how you get to Zun. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> no wonder they're kind of afraid to, like, dip their toe in the pool there. Because, um... Yeah. It's a hard needle to thread. Yeah. Probably the coolest thing you can do with this Angel Feather, and it's probably, like, not even that good, but it'd be funny is like in premium, where on your last multi-attack, you call this card from the damage zone. What, just to end the mm -hmm. game right there? Like, it just... No, it just says, oh. like, the final attack of your turn. So oh. You call it. That That's would like be... about as good as I can see it getting. That'd be kind of a neat, like, dunk, where, where you just do that as a flex on the... Yeah. Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be your last one, because, like, Angel Feather gets a lot of stands, a lot mm -hmm. of triggers with stands. You don't get the drive checks, but, like, you're repeatedly attacking with a huge number. Yeah. That's yeah. about it. 
just play a casino in a different deck. That mm-hmm. probably isn't even okay. that good. Yeah. Also, like, looking at all of the Astral Plane stuff again, I think the reason why people expect to be able to just call Valkyrion is because the Astral Plane specifically allows you to ignore Grade when calling car- when calling Astral Deities, so... I imagine this is just Genesis players who are used to being able to just slam down Valkyrion from hand, I mean, expecting uh, it to work the same way in every other clan. I actually don't even think it's just Genesis players. I think most people think, because like, everyone's just used to seeing it being called from hand. It's really weird yeah. to not be able to play a card, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's that, and then like where they fixed the... Uh... the guard, Or not fixed, they just changed the guardian mechanics so you can call any grade from hand there. Yeah. Uh yeah, it definitely like your your brain kind of glosses over the rest of it for sure. I'll admit I kind of forgot about this detail too when thinking about this. Me too. Like wait, what are you guys talking about? This sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And especially because as a OT uh not OTT as a Bermuda player, we have Lee's a lot who specifically gains grade plus 1 in hand so you can play her at grade 1. You mean grade minus one? Yeah, grade minus one. <laughs> so, <Same>. yeah. <laughs> this is just... Yeah, I guess that is just the point, is not a lot of people actually thought about the fact that you can't just jam him from hand. I will I will kind of say this, though. Uh, Bushi Road definitely, like, future-proofed the hell out of this card, which props to them for that, for future-proofing the hell out of this card. Yeah. The only Although... way... It can work is if like this can work is like if you have a, a something that prevents it from work. well no even then it wouldn't work you'd have to have yeah it straight up doesn't work except with astral plane and the place from hand thing makes it so that it's hard to cheat it out in case you have something that stops the first skill mm-hmm. yeah i think the only clan that has successfully teched valkyrion <laughs> is uh what gear chronicle oh, because yep. you just bind yep. it yep five grade let's go your Chronicle remains to be the, um, the champion. <laughs> yeah. Now, if it was grade four, if Valkyrian was grade four, then then oh wait no, because you would have no, to we, stride. No, you don't have grade fours. Yeah, yeah. you'd have to stride. Yeah, you, you can't you can't ride Valkyrian. No, no, not so much that, but like if you uh, if you were to uh, like if it was grade four, I was about to be like, you could call it from hand if you strode, and then I realized no, because then you lose the Malkith effect. So never mind. Oh. That one's out the window too. Yeah, yeah. That was the other thing about like ending the turn, ending the turn on him. Ending the turn on him is like, sure, but like that means you didn't stride. Mm-hmm. And Malkith kind of Malkith doesn't do too much, honestly. <laughs> The the more fun effect is that first one, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um interesting. Still haven't figured out a way to uh, do it during the battle phase, but sure. Hey, same. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I haven't really been looking. Well, at least he's honest. Yeah. Um. So, uh, this is our our last episode, not just of the year. It is. Uh, this is our last episode. Of the 2010s. Don't remind me. Yeah. And uh, we started in 2016, so we started in the 2010s. Wait, wait do we know January's coming up, or is that confirmed? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, who knows? It might just be December tw- 
thirty second, twenty twenty. I've seen that meme. The thirteenth month of uh, of twenty twenty. <laughs> that would be. Yeah. Well, technically, it's January first, twenty twenty. One. What? So, so like it's the number twenty twenty, and then like the word one, and then so it could still be twenty twenty if you waited a long time. <laughs> Just, just, just stop. It's a joke that works better written than said, I think. Um, anyway, uh, so normally, like normally, our last episode of the year, we just talk about nothing, uh, yeah. and just do tangents. But we know what do we do normally? That n- nothing. We just talk about nothing. But oh, yeah, yeah. the problem is that uh, we have a whole other bonus show for uh, people who want to like support us for it's on our patreon that i mentioned at the beginning so i feel like it's kind of redundant to do that again when we just recorded one two days ago um (laughs) so i wanted to like i wanted to bring this up now uh if what are our new year's resolutions for the next year and then on new year's eve or the, the last show of the year for 2021 i'll like play them back and see if we completed them wouldn't that be kind of fun? That sounds cringy. Oh, it's it's cringy as fuck, but uh, why not? It kills time. It kills time. You guys think I have New Year's revolutions? You guys are wrong. <laughs> uh, there is no jo- there is no joy or aspirations to be found on this podcast. What about my? Why don't we talk about my crack theory about Angel Feather and COVID nineteen? How Gavril was good support, and around when Gavril came out in America, like a week or so after, I think, or a week or so before, the vaccine started going out. Okay, this is just stupid enough God. to work. So, uh, fine, James, do your thing. But oh, we're... no, it's just like, it's just like, mo- mo- just saying, like, most of the notable, like, Angel Brother releases coincided with, uh, whether in Japan or in uh, the West, happened to coincide with um an event having COVID nineteen with COVID nineteen. And uh the previous two sets of Angel Feather besides the Gabriel set was pretty bad. And those like Mark I believe it was like the first one, like or, was it Ergadil? Because after Ergadil Ergadil was around when it was starting in China. Um Malkuth was around when places started shutting down. And now Gavril came out around when the vaccine is being sent out. And notice how there is a uh, Gavril significantly higher quality of a deck than Malka and especially Urgadil. Mm. So, and you know how like the Cray, the planet Cray and um, our world, they're linked to each other. So things that happen there affect here and stuff like that. Oh well, <laughs> the reason why COVID-19 has been so long and terrible as it is, is because Bushiroad has been designing some really <sighs> crap Angel Feather cards. And because of that, we've had to put up with this so long. But now that Angel Feather got some recently decent support. Now there's starting to be hope. Things are kind of working out now. So yeah, everything but... is Bushi Road's fault. But now the new Malkuth is bad, and we have like new strains of yeah. <laughs> evolving, and everyone's going into lockdown again. Yeah, new strains. So wait, Mal- Malkuth is like the the allegory for COVID nineteen. It's just like somehow like you know if you think hard enough about. If you think about hard enough about anything, you can make connections. And I've thought hard enough about this to make the connection between Angel Feather and COVID-19. Just stupid enough to work. Um, 
But yeah, like uh, Malka got released. There's the new strain, but but we don't know if that strain. We know it's more viral. We know it's more virulent, but we don't know if it's more deadly yet. So there's still a hope, and we don't know if the vaccine works on it yet. So it's like a Malkuth. We don't know the new Malkuth is good or not yet, but it's kind of looking not good. <laughs> <laughs> My God, awesome! I, I I like I I'm so pissed off at how stupid that thought is, but it's so. Like, what, like, complete of a thought? Yeah. I remember how, like, we discussed this. Malkuth and Malkuth came out. That's a bit after when Malkuth came out in the United States. That's when Alvin City went on complete shutdown. Um, and then when Malkuth first came out uh, in Japan, that was around when the COVID-19 started spreading to the West. Or when people started realizing it was spreading to the West. Yep. It was in the next country, then the next state, then the next city, then next door. Yeah. Why is why is this a trackable thing? Is my question. <laughs> I told you, if you think long and hard enough about something, you can find a connection between anything. Yeah, but like this wasn't even that difficult of a thought. Is the problem. So, the meme is Malkuth is the tracker for COVID-19 spread. Gavril is the tracker for the vaccine. Possibly. Like, like Malkuth is a separate deck than Gavril. So, it's like, it's Angel Feather, but it's a different variant. So, it's like COVID-19, but a different strain. Uh, I hate this. <laughs> I think we all hate this. The amount of effort that went into just not wanting to say what your New Year's resolution was is staggering. I mean, we can still do that. It's just James decided to <laughs> jump in with this thought. No, it just because it just so happened to line up again. <laughs> just so happened to line up. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first? Uh, I don't really have. I don't have New Year's resolutions. I don't. I just assume that I'll always be awful. And I can never make myself better, so I have them. Uh, I'm not sure. I assume it's one of those things where, like, voting ended up being important, even though everyone said it wasn't. So maybe it definitely wasn't important in my state, even on a local level. Helpful, thank you. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna. My resolution is to to save more money because uh, the the entirety of this pandemic, uh, I have managed to tread water in terms of, like I've kept my job, thank God, but it's always been like everything goes into rent and then it it's just perfectly even with my savings never increasing. Because the, the the savings that would go in to that account every month uh, would get transferred into my checking for random bullshit like my you know my tires dying or uh, yep. this or that. So the goal is to save more money. That's my resolution. And now one of you guys go. <laughs> uh, what goals for twenty twenty? Twenty twenty one. 
Uh, 21. Yeah, 2021. I actually, I think I actually fulfilled a lot of my goals for 2020. We'll have to revisit that episode. Or no, from years back. Same now. Why not? Well, I mean, I I recall my goals for 2020 just being art related, so oh, I have okay. more or less followed through on those. Good. And in the similar vein of like short term goals that I was already working on, anyways, is just more art-related stuff, and whenever we eventually maybe work on their YouTube channel. Yeah, I think that's a good resolution for all of us. There, yeah. Matt, there's your resolution. Like, <laughs> get the YouTube channel off the ground and, like... Expand I... the Patreon. And all what that are you going to do on the YouTube channel? Because I assume it's going to be separate from uh, Core, right? Yeah, we're, we're, we've... Like, what are the plans for it? Uh, not sure. Uh, I feel like we have spitballed ideas, but haven't like picked a direction. Um, That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like sooner or later, one of us is just going to start rambling into a microphone and post it for the world to see. Sure. And then hopefully everyone doesn't hate it. I'm currently in the middle of uh, finishing this... Uh, article for the patreon which will then be like we're, we're starting to release our written stuff on mm -hmm. like a time release so patrons get to see it early and then everyone else you can yes yeah. and one um, day i will start publishing the weekly write-ups in a timely manner so yeah. i can or so that i can schedule them for a time that makes sense that isn't six forty-five in the evening yeah you do what you can but the the article is about um how having too big of a card pool in terms of deck building can fuck up your decision making process because the when people hear this I think the the video is already going to be out but I played three games of premium with Commander Jaime for his channel and got my ass handed to me in all three um, and I put it down to my deck building which turned into this schizophrenic mess by the end because I have so many great nature cards that I'm like you try to do too much at once and then end up, you know, too, too many cooks in the kitchen. Just focus. Thanks, James. I'll be, I'll be sure to do that. I mean, I play <laughs> Commander. That's like a game where there's like, a, you can, you're supposed to build your deck in multiple directions most of the time in case one plan doesn't work out. Yeah. That's where like your decision making with the massive pool of magic cards gets like, Kind of I think kind of the the way I look at it is like with large card pools, there are more traps yeah. of cards that like look like you want to play them, but you exactly. really shouldn't. Yeah, because um, it turned into this thing where like I was trying to, like you know, Great Nature can do a pseudo denial driven thing, but it's a, uh, I guess a three card combo. But that's um, where like the the focus kind of comes in because you were doing too much. Just focus on like one strat. Yeah. And I did try to do one strap, but it was a thing where I was like, well, what if you have no cards in hand? You're going to want to run Leopold so you can call so stuff. So the, um, the way I normally approach deck building, and this, you know, people could agree with this or disagree with this, is I do what, what James said is basically correct, is where, you know, you you want your deck to do something. And so you say, okay, I'm going to design my deck to do that, to do that thing. And then if you want, to, if you use, and then if you get an idea to do something else, you have to think about, well, do I have space for it? Or how much do I have to give up, whether consistency or can I even, you know, 
Like, is it is it realistic for me to do something else in this deck as well? Which having, might not always be the case. Having talking, having been talking to people about deck making, especially since I got a few people into like Commander recently for Magic, I, it, it's I think a lot of people kind of underestimate opportunity costs of taking out a specific card. Kind of like the trap in Magic for uh, of taking out too many lands in Commander. Or in Magic in general, taking out too many lands. Because mm-hmm. there isn't... Although the land doesn't really do too much or anything really cool, there is still an opportunity cost attached to it. And when that gets too high, then your deck just falls apart no matter how good your cards are. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing that that's, been, like, that's part of the article is... Uh, trying to get people to stop ripping on net decking so much, um, which we've we've had this position before. You know, don't reinvent the wheel, all that good stuff. It's really bizarre to me that it's 2020 and people still care about who net decks and whatever. Yeah. Like, net decking, like, it's good. It just gives you a structure to begin with anyway. Yeah. So It's so mm-hmm. hard to work without, like, a structure, like, especially mm-hmm. when you're new to something. Yeah. It's just That's... like... Like what do what do good decks look like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally me every time I t- I start thinking about trying to test something for the channel. Mm-hmm. Literally me whenever I do anything. I'm like, well, what are what are the good people doing? Why are and then you can think about, well, why are they doing it? Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of energy as the I did this before it was cool people. And I'm like, oh just, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, just uh, just fucking enjoy what you enjoy. Uh, if there's anything to get salty about, just be like, oh, they power crept this, or they mm-hmm. did that. I feel like just this person copied my build. It's especially funny where you have people posting deck, literally posting their deck list on YouTube. This is my deck list. And then somebody, like, you know, copies it because they, they want to, you know, try it. And they're like, but wait, how come that guy's net decking? Well, you freaking put it up online. If you want to keep it a secret, keep it a secret. Yeah, like 12 Attack Pale Moon. That guy... Honestly speaking, I haven't heard that much like ripping on net decking in like, the Vanguard community anyway. Maybe I just... Oh, haven't. I have. It's it's okay. all over Vanguardians. Oh, yeah. well, I'm not part of that, so... Oh, yeah. It, yeah, I definitely remember it being a thing when I was more active in the community. Yeah, Vanguardians hates net decking for some unexplained reason. Like, Why? Um, hmm. I think it's this weird, like, want to be a rugged individual. Yeah. And also, like, because people will use winning decks as examples of how you should play something or why something is good, people will just kind of get upset at it because it doesn't validate their beliefs. It's either that or a thing where... Like, oh, just because you're running a good deck doesn't mean you're a good player. It's like a yeah. street cred thing. That's definitely true, but that's not that's has nothing to do with net decking. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, people who play good decks might not be good players. This happens all the time. It's actually a reason that plenty of decks have been banned in Magic is because, like, the deck would, in the hands of the worst player, would just become kind of untenable at tournaments, i.e., not be able to finish rounds on time. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not... People shouldn't 
like, obviously, maybe those people should have gotten more reps with their deck, right? But, like, ultimately, it comes down to, well, net decking was fine. It's just, like, they didn't learn to play it. And that's mm-hmm. acceptable. I'm also going to add something onto this. I think that net decking is actually just good for the community in general. Because, like, a new player coming into the game doesn't know how to build a deck. They try and build something janky. They try playing. They don't have fun. They quit. So net decking gives you at least, like, a structure to deal with so that you can actually get some good Mm -hmm. games in, enjoy the game, without having to commit so much research. Like, this is just some kind of of weird elitist gating going on. It is. So I think, like, the argument I hear about, like, for new players entering the game is, like, well, if you get two TDs to play against a friend or something. But I'm sitting there, like, okay... That's fine for learning the rules. If somebody has already played a lot of card games, they're not gonna they're not gonna need a like structured sit down about the rules of Vanguard because this game's not that hard. Yeah, honestly. Like, they're, and they're just like, all right, well, I want a deck that like does something. Mm-hmm. And like the TDs, I'm just gonna put out there from my experience, the TDs are mostly boring, really they boring. They're very. Boring. They are. They are designed. I mean, they are trial decks. They are designed to teach you the rules of the game. I mean, at least like in Yu-Gi-Oh, the structure decks actually have some cool, interesting effects. But the Vanguard ones, you have like like a grade 1 and grade 2 vanilla. You have a grade 3 that does like nothing. Hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, usually things like the Legend decks will have a little more te- will have some amount of teeth to them. It's just the trial decks are really, really bad. Like, you want to learn how to play trial decks are fine there's some good cards in there that you want to use sure it's fine but like boring honestly yeah. speaking with the money you spent on a trial deck it might be like you might be able to build a better one of the budget deck that costs like nothing it might actually be better to do that yeah i mean there are several perfectly mediocre tier two decks that cost like two dollars for the grade three boss mm-hmm. i mean Especially now, like, uh, my friend Edwin, you guys, our friend Edwin, uh, he plays Standard, and, like, we were talking today, and he was telling me that uh, he was looking up stuff in Premium, and it's like, even that stuff is pretty cheap. And I'm like, join us, Edwin. I I was just looking at Victor stuff, and I was like, huh. V Extreme Battler was like two dollars. Bustard was like two dollars. I could well, probably put together the whole deck for standard and premium for like fifty total. Oh, Atlas! You should uh, definitely put something in the title so people will like actually watch past the whole um, Angel Feather Crack Theory thing. Oh, in, oh, in, for the for the episode title? Yes. Uh, right now, so we're I actually have... discussing something. Oh, I, I have it called uh, "Stupid Loops with Angels and Deities." Right now, should I change that? Add something to know. We actually continue after we go through the crazy stuff. Stupid Cause... loops and because <laughs> it actually kind of turned into interesting discussion on that decking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How about this? Uh, stupid loops and net decking, which is less stupid. <laughs> okay. There you go. Uh, that's what it's been changed to. We've managed to with- maintain our format for the year end. By just talking about a completely different topic from what we originally planned. But I still think it, it, it's an interesting uh, thing to go through. Um, the net decking thing? Yeah, the net the net decking thing. I tried to do the New Year's resolution thing. No one gives a shit. Whatever. <laughs> and that, <laughs> sorry, everybody. Everyone is how you 
everyone is how you distract Atlas so you don't have to talk about your New Year's resolution. <laughs> my New Year's about... resolutions were things we were going to do anyways. Notice, yeah. notice, it was notice it was about to be my turn and I just said something and the topic completely changed. <laughs> do you <laughs> have one, James? Huh? Give me. I mean, it was my plan to change the topic so I wouldn't talk about it. Well, that, now now uh, that one's run its course, so please, sir, do sir. you have one? I gloated too soon. Um, <laughs> uh, probably one of same similar to you. Work on saving money. That's about it. Well, then uh, less money on card games. Interesting. My New Year's resolution is to play is to spend more time playing various MMOs. <laughs> the thing about the thing about playing MMOs, especially if, like if it's like a sub base, you actually end up saving so much money. That's true because you do nothing else. Yeah, and it, and it's like sure, you pay fifteen dollars a month, but like. Dude, that's like not much. You're buying zero new games. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I remember. I remember those days. I remember those days. I, I can't play MMOs for a very long period of time anymore, especially since I'm going through uh, graduate student hell right now because of COVID nineteen. Oh, buddy. Yeah, uh, checks out. Sounds fucking awful. I am TAing while also trying to do research, which I'm fighting for time slots with other students because only a certain amount of people can go in. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that. Uh, I also I'm also TAing, so I'm teaching. I also need to write exams for that class now. Uh, and I'm also working a full time job. What the being the grad student like? They don't give you a grant. It, it, you have to. You also no, have so the full time job is because of a personal thing. It's uh, it's like my dad's company is uh, right now because of COVID nineteen, it's difficult to hire people. Mm-hmm. And there's like a very large, like my dad, he works in like freight forwarding, specifically with China. And right now, because of all these like economic decisions being made, there is a lot of imports coming from China right now. Mm-hmm. Like before Trump even did his whole thing, there's so much more right now because of what Trump did. Uh, so we're actually buying more from China right now, I think, in a lots of areas. Um, but yeah, so his off- the office was overloaded. Uh, he can't. He has a difficult time finding people because COVID nineteen. Um, so I just happened to have worked there before. So I'm going into work to make sure he doesn't stay at the office every day until like 1 a.m. Damn, dude. Damn. That's rough. So yeah, now I'm staying up to like 2 to 3 a.m. every night. That's gonna be me in a couple of weeks, because I've taken four classes and one of them is basically an internship. Oh. Honestly, I think classes, like classes online, I mean, I, I'm not talking about the perspective of the student, but at least for like the class I was teaching, I don't think it's like that hard, to be honest. But teaching online is... Uh... It's difficult. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> there were like, there was so much drama. And like, hopefully no one I, I taught listens to this podcast, but, or we can cut this out, I don't know. But, um, if you want me to cut it out, I will. But you gotta well, like let me just know. talking from experience. Just like anyone who's like going to online classes right now, who happens to be listening to this, like in college or whatever, be nice to your professors and your teachers. Because I know, like the professor I worked under uh, for the class is also my uh, PI. So uh, I work in her lab, and she's like such a nice person. She spent like so much time working on reorganizing everything in the lab. Like everything, she wrote everything from scratch to adjust it for COVID nineteen, 
And even when classes were going on, she still wasn't done. So she was like, has like what, like only like a few hours a day to herself to actually like rest or do anything else. But because of the online classes, a lot of students were like, oh, my education's being ruined and stuff like that. And they just sent her so many complaints, complaining about grading, complaining about classes and everything. When like she spends so much time working, trying to get everything to be good. But and what she ends up getting is a bunch of students just complaining to her. And it's just, ugh. So be nice to your teachers, because like, they're going through a shit ton right now, too. Yeah. Sorry, that was a rant, but I was like, no, stop. No, Guys, good rants. Uh, be nice to your teachers. Be nice to uh, frontline workers. Just be nice to people, I feel like. Yeah, that that's fine. <laughs> or don't let COVID-19 be an excuse to be an asshole. Yeah. Like, I'm doing art classes online, and <laughs> honestly, like... But do you draw digitally? Or... Well, yeah, but these are all digital art classes, but, like, in general, doing critiques online is... A lot harder in real life. Like the amount How do you of time. Tone? Hmm? But do people take things like the wrong way a lot more online or? No, we do like video calls for like critiques and stuff. So okay, cool. we still Discord. Oh, it's not Discord. Sorry, uh, Zoom. I feel like I'd be happier using Discord than Zoom, but Zoom is a Zoom is kind of a mess. Yeah. All of it. See, now I'm imagining, like, uh, the one college professor who's like, all right, we're classes meeting in Discord. Don't you mean Zoom? No, Discord. (laughs) Dude, that'd be so cool, because there's also, like, an open forum to talk about stuff that isn't, like, on the school's website. But I guess it's not regulated, so things would get out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. No, but but it would just be funny, the one professor who, like, does that. They're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. The biggest thing is because, like, no one wants to have an actual three-hour-long Zoom meeting. Classes are, like, half the length they normally are for all the talky portions, but then we don't have any in-person working time to be able to give on-the-spot critiques or advice. Yeah, as, like, as like teaching, uh, a lot of times, you know, we send students off to kind of work on their own or in groups and stuff like that. But, like, one advantage of being there in the class is you can see if a group is struggling or if, like, you can hear a group is kind of on the right track or off the right track, and then you kind of step in and help them. But it's, like, very difficult. So, it's, like, some students, I feel like, you know, if you're off track, but it's hard for me to tell when they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Also, from a student perspective, my sense of time management has been completely effed up by being online like, my sense of time management has never been good. It's only gotten worse with online stuff. Are you are you working, like, a job right now, or not really? Nope. Yeah. My, my sense of time was, like, very off until I started uh, working full-time at my dad's office. Yeah. I mean, once we start working more seriously on the YouTube channel, it'll basically be a full-time job. Yeah, but... You can work on that anytime. So I think yeah, I think your time schedule will still be kind of off because you can just like work on that whenever. Mm-hmm. And a happy new year! All right. Uh, <laughs> um, any anything else uh, we, we, we want to say before we uh, finish our last episode of the decade? Uh, no, I hope everyone had a good Christmas and uh, uh, have a good uh, or whatever holiday you happen to be into. Mm-hmm. And. and uh, I hope uh, uh yeah. <laughs> good happy. and stay safe. Yeah.
Yes, everyone have a happy communist socialist system of Islam oppression. <laughs> and uh, speaking of oppression, I, if you guys want to support the show, patreon.com slash nexus at night. Find us at Nexus at Night on Twitter or Instagram. Where can they find you guys? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Wiggums 2 gcz You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. And find me at Atlas Novak or uh, the other uh, my other podcast at Bad Reading Pod, Twitter, Instagram. James? I may or may not exist on the internet. <laughs> Direct I... questions to the rest of us. Yeah, I get the feeling that like one day he's going to be like, oh yeah, I just... I gave up. I'm a, I have a social now. Oh, I have social media, but I don't use it. Yeah. So, Except for I don't actually on Twitter because yeah. it's toxic. Twitter is it's dumb it's place. Uh, Twitter I, is a horrible mess. I use it for jokes, but that's okay. Uh, we'll see you all in 2021. Happy New Year! Until next time, I was Atlas. I'm still Matt. I'm Root Beer. I'm James. And have a good night, everybody.